What is up, podcast nerds? Welcome to the show. This is episode 16 of Clockwork Nights, and I am your host, Clark Wayne Osborne. Welcome one, welcome all. It has been 55 weeks since the last episode of Clockwork Nights. That is about a year and 19 days. And here we are, a year later, a year stronger, one more down. (laughs) So I thought I would take a moment to hop on, say hello, wish you a happy new year, happy 2023, I hope. I hope it's going as well as it can. And give a life update. What has been happening on my end? It's been so long since I've been able to put out an episode. I kind of wanted to speak to that as well as, I don't know, just take some time, hang out, talk about the last year, the ups and downs, what 2022 looked like for moi. (laughs) So yeah, I'll just go ahead and jump in and uh, say that you know, it it was a year of ups and downs. <laughs> it, if it like it's hard to define, you know, in different ways because it's like, was it a year that maybe I didn't want but I needed? Probably, <laughs> you know, like did the things that happened that were downs like did, were those things that I needed to experience? Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to gauge, but. Still processing it. I wouldn't say it was like the roughest year of my life. It wasn't like 2020 pandemic level, but still it was like just kind of a weird adjustment year, maybe a year of growth, a year of where one second you have a full bottle of lotion and then um, the next second you're taking the uh, pump and swirling it around to try and get whatever you can out of the bottle of lotion. (laughs) Does anyone else do that? What the hell am I talking about? (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so basically, last January, when I had posted the last episode, that came out three days before um, we took possession of the house that we bought. And from there, it was a solid six weeks, January through February of basically, you know, Repainting the whole interior of the house, doing renovations, um, just going for it and trying to get done as much as I could financially. Um, you know, when, whenever you buy a house, you have a a house inspection that's done, and I just wanted to try to knock out all those things off that list. You know, just because I want to live in a house that is safe and not toxic or potentially hazardous on any level <laughs> and you know be able to do whatever you want to do live safely whatever you know all the above things so pretty much just dove in for 6 weeks did that and the big goal was having this housewarming party at the beginning of March so there was a goal in mind and man there were so many nights of just four five hours of sleep. Like I I would get done doing a project. I was just talking about this the other day. Would get done doing a project, look at the thing, sit down at like 2 a.m., have a beer or a whiskey and just be like, oh my gosh, if I do not rest sometime soon, I'm going to get so fucking sick. (laughs) Like down and down and down and out sick. So, and 
it, it ended up happening in March. Um, after the the housewarming party, like pretty much the second week of March, my body was just like, stop, <laughs> stop. Like you, you cannot do anything more. And, you know, like it was so serious. I, I thought it could have been COVID a couple of times. So I did take, I think, two tests um, towards the beginning and, and towards the end of that week. And it wasn't COVID. It was just pure exhaustion. It was, it was pretty heavy. Like, you know, like you think you can do everything in the world, but then you realize like, yeah, your body also needs sleep. Stress isn't great. Like it's good to just take care of yourself. And that's typically the type of personality that I have is like, just take care of yourself. <laughs> Be nice to yourself. And you know, that 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 goes so far. And, and of course, like some seasons of your life, like you just can't afford to like not live your life any other way, I guess. So sometimes sleep isn't an option or whatever normal routine thing you do isn't an option for that time period. So that's that's what the beginning of last year looked like. Um I did, however. It, one day, um, I got to spend a whole day in the studio in February with Sam Fall, a good buddy of mine. He was my instructor at Dark Horse when I went to school there for audio engineering. And we got to record a band called Ozma and the King. Um, we actually got to record them twice last year. We recorded them the first time in February. I was going in as an assistant engineer. You know, And, and for anyone who's not in the studio world, like what that means is... Uh, in this particular setup, Sam was the producer. So he's like calling all the shots where microphones should go. Um, if he felt like the band should do another take or the guitar player should do another take, then that's kind of on him to make those judgment calls. My position, you know, for that day is to just pretty much like be a second set of hands if Sam needed something or, you know, helping set up microphones. And then, you know, typically like, I know what he wants and I'm going to pretty much position things in the way that he wants for drums or whatever else. And, um, you know, any other questions or, or things that I'm second guessing, I would just run past him because again, he's the producer. It's kind of his, his show, so to speak. So, uh, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Like that is something that I purely like enjoy that I thoroughly enjoy, purely enjoy. <laughs> Um, you do that a lot whenever you podcast. You you kind of mix up words. And then my personality on top of that, like I tend to mix up words more than I should. <laughs> I say things or cut things off. I stutter. Um, yeah, anyway. So we did that and that was a lot of fun. And the second session was great too. We, we, we did both sessions at... Oh, slow down. Where did we do that session? We did it at the Sound Emporium here in Nashville. And that studio is an old school studio um, that Jack Cowboy Clement opened, I think in the 50s or 60s. And Jack Clement, he was known as kind of like the renegade of the whole country music scene. He was kind of the crazy, I wouldn't say punk rocker, but like he was, he was wild. He was really wild. And that studio is still um, it's up and running. They have two uh, main room, Studio A and Studio B. And the first time we got to track was in Studio A. And that is where albums that Jason Isbell 
has put out. They were recorded there. Um, the I believe it's Golden Hour by um, Casey Musgraves was recorded there, which is like a awesome album. I know it's like a pop record, and I'm I'm I know I'm more of like a punk rock, hardcore metal type rock and roll dude, but like I love good pop music. <laughs> I love it, and I'm a sucker for it. And Casey Musgraves' album uh, Golden Hour is incredible. So. During the session, I'm like walking around the room. I'm like, was Casey standing here? Did she record her vocals here? Did she sit here and write a lyric? I don't know. <laughs> Nerd. Um, but yeah, tons of other records, albums, stuff, uh, cool country stuff has been recorded there. I think, I think I saw on the walls. Maybe it was another studio that I've been in. And one of the studios that I've worked in over the years, I think the soundtrack for... Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou was recorded there. And I want to say it was at Sound Emporium, but, you know, whatever. The uh, the music police can come and, and tell me otherwise. <laughs> I could Google it right now, but I don't want to. <laughs> so moving on. Um, you know, 2022, like I said, years of ups and downs, growth, challenges, and whatnot. March, wild month for me. Very celebratory um, start. Got sick. And then my birthday is towards the end of March. So I ended up getting better just in time for my actual birthday. Um, Birthday was great. And then the day after my birthday is the day that Taylor Hawkins, the drummer of the Foo Fighters, passed away. And anyone who knows me um, knows that I'm a big fucking nerd for the Foo Fighters and anything that they've done. I try to hide it. I try to avoid that topic. <laughs> um, and the truth is, is like I've, I've been following that band for, gosh, almost the 27, 28 years that they've been a band. And, you know, as a drummer, as a musician, as someone who loves all kinds of music. It was a heavy loss for me as a fan, as a music lover. Um, I'm in a much better place about it than I was when it happened. Like it was devastating. I, 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 I called my, my best friend Dan that night and I was the one to tell him what had happened. And he's another big Foo Fighters fan. And that was you know, a person and, and music that we had bonded over. We had gone to their shows together. We had, you know, um, covered their music, all all of that, you know, just like stuff that like so many people our age do. If you love that kind of music, you you just nerd out over that, talk about it, you dissect it, you watch those YouTube videos, you buy the DVD, Blu-ray, whatever, you know. And I was obsessed, still am. It's still really weird to imagine a world going forward without that person being involved in, um, you know, like, it's like, I don't, I, for the first time, I had to realize that I was losing somebody that meant something to me that I didn't know. And it helped me understand maybe what it felt like for the fans of John Lennon when John Lennon was shot and killed, or maybe even when John Bonham um, 
passed away, who was the drummer of Led Zeppelin. You know, any iconic person that like none of us are like best friends with or really know on a personal level, but they mean so much to us because either their music or the way that they carry themselves just really touches you or carries you in a way that you don't realize until um until they're gone. And I think I I think I knew kind of because of the things I've gone through and the people that I've lost in my life, I always knew and still believe that the Foo Fighters, there's something special. And knowing kind of their history of how they were started out of, um, you know, the, 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 the loss of Kurt Cobain and Nirvana. And um, they, they have all come from bands that have either broken up or lost someone very special. Um, Darby Crash from the Germs, Pat Smear was in that band. And, um, Darby Crash, I think, believe I think he died the same day that John Lennon had passed away. And so the reason they're so important to me is they're just a sign of hope. They're a sign of beginning new chapters, beginning um, something during a loss. And I think that like when Taylor passed away, it was just kind of like this unknown feeling of like, where do I go for that extra source of hope? Or like, what do I do with music right now? Because like Taylor, it, you know, he was huge into like 70s and 80s music and, and like a, um, just a giant nerd over all styles of music. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, um, it's just weird. I'm, I'm speaking as a fan right now, if you can't tell. And um, as a drummer too, like I, I've ripped off so much, I feel like, of Taylor Hawkins and my playing over the years. And when I sit behind a drum kit, when I set it up, when I hit the drums, when I grimace or whenever I laugh or whatever, like I think of like a handful of drummers who have influenced me heavily over the years and Taylor being the top of the list, you know, he was fucking cool. He had style. He, um, he, he knew how to set up his drum sets like, like in, in an evolving way all the time. I don't know that he set it up twice the same way, you know, um, even like on tours where it was predominantly the, the same setup, he would change it up, you know, every few weeks and had that kind of relationship with his drum tech, um, to know like, Hey, you can throw a random thing onto the drum kit and I'm going to use it somehow. And seeing him play live, oh my God, like, you know, so much respect because the dude just had the chops. And as a drummer, you, you just, you, you were pulverized, but yet like you just were just wanting to bite off more than you can chew, but you couldn't take it in all at the same time. Like you're kind of being fire hosed by this guy and you know it and you know that what he's doing, you can't replicate. <laughs> and that, and that's the thing that like, that's why it, it sucks as much as it does is because you know that when you lose these people, their, their style, their personality is never going to be replicated by anyone else. And whether it's the drummer side of Taylor or the personal side, like he was who he was and he's very energetic, um, beautiful person. And so 
Um, that was weird. That was weird for me. And, and during that time, I was getting back into playing drums. I took my first drum lesson from Thomas Reschke, who has been on the podcast. And I believe it was the second lesson that I took from him was the Monday or Tuesday after Taylor passed. Um, Taylor passed on a Friday. And I remember just showing up and like when I mourn, when I'm really mourning, I really try to watch my drinking and try to make sure that I'm not just like just blitzing myself through and through. Um, Even if it's like a small like amount of the day or or I reserve it for the last part of the day, like like when I'm mourning, like I just can't even enjoy drinking. And yet that's all I want to do. <laughs> just want to get lost in the sorrow or lost in the suds and and just, you know, just wallow, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Um, but I just remember showing up to Thomas's house and he was like, how are you doing? And I was like, dude, I'm trying to stop myself from just not drinking 24-7 right now. And you know, I just remember he was like, yeah, yeah, I know. It sucks. And I remember hitting the snare drum, tom, tom, floor, tom, cymbals for the first time. And it hit me. In my life, this is the first time I've played drums without my guy existing. And getting into... um, We we started rehearsals for this band I'm in called Spoken in Tongues. And I play the drums in, in Spoken in Tongues. Going to those rehearsals... It was a first. It was like, not only am I trying to return back to being a full-time drummer, I'm doing it when like this connection to the drums is now lost. And like, I know this sounds like maybe really <laughs> like too much. Like, is it really that deep, Clark? Like, yeah, it is. Because those people really are life-giving. And that's the whole point is like, it hurts because they were a source of life whether it was their art or their personality, they inspired you. And again, you just don't really... You can never fathom it. I don't don't think you can ever fathom it, whether they're here or not. I don't think I can fathom it right now. The influence that so many people have on me, whether they're far, like a a Taylor Hawkins or up close, um, you know, a friend who who lives down the street or lives across the country. Like, I, I don't think that you can measure the human experience in your relationships. Um, and that's a good thing because like you, sh- you shouldn't have to. Like life is that beautiful and precious. Like I don't think that it is meant to be measured. It's meant to just be experienced. And I feel like so many things in life can be calculated and be... Um, I don't know, just like dissected and, and picked apart that like we forget to just enjoy life. And, you know, like I don't, I don't like to rate concerts or rate an experience really because it's like, it's not fair half the time. <laughs> um, maybe it is. Maybe, maybe some concerts really, you know, or music suck that bad and I'm just too much of an artist to really... Let it go. All right. So, um, wow. Obviously, March was a big year. Spent a lot of time talking about it. Or a big... (laughs) March is a year. 
March was a big month in 2022 for me. And I would say that like all of spring, you know, like April, May, it was just kind of a... As started rehearsing with the band, taking drum lessons, being a homeowner, it just was like, you know, um, just a new chapter. And now that I've been in this house for a year, it, it, it's like relieving to know like I don't have to like uproot myself um, like I was when I was renting. I think this was like my seventh move in four and a half-ish years. And so I've just been in this constant cycle of stress of wondering where I'm going to be next, how long I can stay there, is it going to be a good fit, et cetera. And, you know, a little bit that of that lingered, that feeling when I bought the house. And man, I don't know. Being on this side of it, I'm so glad that I'm here <laughs> and don't have to move out. Um, so yeah, just like have been just kind of this spring, like really threw myself into the chores of, of being a homeowner and enjoying that. Um, the rehearsals for Spoken in Tongues were great. We first started rehearsing at a really large rehearsal space in the, I think it's the music center part of town. Um, and it was fun. Like, so that band consists of Billy Power, who's been on the show. I believe that was episode one uh, or episode two. Um, but he was the first guest that I had on uh, when revamping this podcast. And um, he's done a couple records with um, himself and another drummer um, in the past. So this was the first time that he formed um, kind of a full band to support the project. And we started rehearsing the material from the first two records. That was a lot of fun. We got the set down. Um, and the other two guys, uh, they're the Joshes. So either we call them Hernandez or Rosa by their last names, or we just call <laughs> Hernandez Pink Hat because he <laughs> showed up to practice wearing a pink Lakers hat. <laughs> it's just like, we got to give everybody nicknames, especially if there's two Joshes in the room. So he became Pink Hat. So Pink Hat and Rosa are in the band. They're great. Uh, Pink Hat plays guitar. Rosa plays bass. Um, through the summer, we ended up rehearsing a lot in Rosa's basement. He had electric drums. So that was really nice for me. I didn't have to pack up and lug around. He's a you know, heavy instruments and just do that much more of a workout <laughs> before working out for, you know, two, three hours behind the drums. Um, the first, <laughs> the first rehearsal that we had, I forgot my drum throne. And so I had to sit on like this three foot tall stool. And it's like the cheapest kind of stool. They fold up together. You see them a lot in maybe schools or cafeterias. And it was, oh my gosh, I fucked up my back so bad. <laughs> I've I've posted some video footage, I think, of me messing up um, during that first rehearsal. But like, I don't even care about those mess ups. Like that back pain and what I did to my my body that night was just like terrible. And um, But yeah, you know what? I've not forgotten my drum throne ever since. I love my drum throne. It's not the motorcycle shape. It's the, it's just regular circle shape, but it's super thick and I mean, you know, that's just what I prefer. Whatever. Like you care about that. Um, but yeah, rehearsal is going great. And then through the summer, Billy started planting the idea of, hey, later this year, you know, 
Um, I'm trying to put out a record every single year. So we will write new material and record that towards the end of the year. So um, we just kept hacking away at the set. And then, and then towards the end of the year, um, yeah, track drums for 10, 11-ish songs and put out um, all of them but a cover. And the, oh man, the cover. I hope, I think the cover might be out on on Bandcamp. I'll have to check it out. But yeah, so we tracked the tracked the drums and that was um an incredible experience. Um had a lot of fun um doing that. But you know, like it, it's fun, but to be real, like it's also super challenging to um if you don't do this full time, especially it's like, you know, you're trying to impress yourself. And that's sometimes you're like the hardest critic whenever you are performing. Um, and drums, it's so physical. And to lock in with the metronome and just stay on time for an entire day <laughs> sometimes can take it out of you. Um, I don't think that I get red light fever that much anymore as much as it is just like I have to remember to breathe and just like not care. <laughs> And just go for it. <laughs> Maybe that is red light fever. <laughs> and, and by red light fever, that's like a studio term um, because there's those old signs that say recording. And that's like to let everyone know in the studio to, to basically shut the fuck up and be quiet. <laughs> and when that red light comes on, like that's when like the stress of performing to tape or the computer sets in. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was a good experience. You know, I'm really happy with... The, the drum parts that came out of it, I feel like I was able to get into a space and be creative from song to song and put my personal touch on it. And now I have to the I have the um, the luxury, I would say, yeah, the luxury of learning my parts in real life. <laughs> when we've been rehearsing the last few weeks, there's like one song that I'm like, I can't nail this part because of the way we recorded it. And it's just like that itch, that Captain Crunch serial feeling of like, I've got to get this thing down. <laughs> and then whenever like I'm not nailing it and I'm trying to also like I'm also as a drummer supposed to be, you know, keeping everyone together and on time. And if I'm like flubbing the part, then it throws everyone off. And then you've got a set of six eyes looking back at you just being like, what are you doing? <laughs> Three sets of eyes, whatever, you know what I meant. Um, Will, trying to not edit this as much as possible, even if I say um or whatever. So latter part of 2022, what else happened? Um, got to go to the second memorial concert that the Foo Fighters and other guests put on. It was six-ish hours with 53 songs nonstop. So many performances, so many feelings. It did feel like closure in a lot of way. It, there were parts that were very hard to watch. You know, watching Brian May sing Love of My Life and then Taylor's kids and, and wife come out, you know, and seeing them, you know, like there was no speech or anything. And just knowing that like his wife didn't really talk like, but she like, she waved and acknowledged everyone. And that uh, it was, that was heartbreaking. You know, that really humanized the rock star kind of thing or humanized the musician. 
that you have had on posters on your wall, you know? Man, what what memories did I have from that show? It was it was pretty wild. Dave Chappelle did Creep by Radiohead. I cried during that. I actually cried every other fucking song that night, which no big surprise here. But yeah, it was it was a great trip to to go out, hang out, talk about memories, talk about all things Foo Fighters, Taylor nerd out whenever Stuart Copeland walks out or Geezer Butler of Black Sabbath or Pink or whoever, you know, Miley Cyrus was there. It was, it was just a plethora of people, friends, fans of Taylor Hawkins. And it's pretty cool. It was a very unique experience. And they had just announced that they will be continuing the band. Um, who knows for how long, but at least through the year to do some shows without Taylor and you know as a fan I'm I'm just happy that they are able to continue on in the way that they see fit that they have peace about it and that they're going to continue to play together that will be I'm sure hard for a while and an adjustment the human side of me just wants you know my heroes these guys that I've either met like just in very brief moments. And I'm like one of like the millions of people who have met these these people. But it's like, I've, I've shook hands with half of these people and it's like, you just realize how human they are again. So cool. I guess like what I could do since we're going on 30 minutes here, of me just rambling on about drums and Taylor, I kind of want to turn the corner and talk about what's next, what's up for the, you know, remainder of the podcast. It is, I will say this, it's a lot harder than you would think to get guests for a podcast. (laughs) And maybe it's just me, but I find that when I ask half of the guests to come on, the general response is, is me? What what, what will we talk about? Why would you want to talk to me? And you know, like I try to bring on people who I find interesting, um, whether they be artists or musicians or just someone who has a very unique worldview. And I like to bring on people that I also learn from and feel like influence me if I can. And so sometimes it doesn't really register with people like, you know, their importance in the universe. And I feel like I can see it and I'm trying to share it with people through this podcast, even if it's like 10 of you. <laughs> um, so yeah, the general response is usually like, um, yeah, yeah, what are we going to talk about? And then trying to schedule things and get things lined up, whether we do it in person or over Zoom. It's work. It's a lot of work. Doing a podcast is a lot of work, especially if you don't have a producer to do it with you or a co-host. All the editing which I'm not doing for this episode. I'm swearing right now. I don't care how many ums that I listen to in the future and get annoyed at. I'm not editing this episode because I'm just trying to get it out. <laughs> um, <laughs> there I go. <laughs> like, so it's it's unavoidable. I can't not not say it. um. So the uh, or mess up my English vocabulary things. Grammar talk exists. Go. Okay. So what goes into a podcast? You got to get a streaming platform. You've got to get artwork. You've got to edit 
all the ums and stupid things out. You've got to schedule. It's, it's just a lot. It's really, I say it's a part-time job. It's just a job. It really is. So with that in mind, there is another podcast that I can't speak to yet that I have been approached to produce as of right now, potentially every episode, but at least the intro music slash music for the entire podcast. And that's all I can say. Hopefully, I can speak to it um, a little bit more soon. It is supposed to be released next month. The details are being ironed out. I think things are headed in a good direction, so it can be released within the next month. So that's happening. That's fun. Um, In regards to Clockwork Nights, I think I wanted to get into a place to where I was releasing an episode every other week. So if I can do that and have guests, I have ideas for guests. It's just a matter of being able to do the damn thing and make it work with my regular job, with their jobs, et cetera. So if I can, I would love to get into a place where Clockwork Nights comes out every two weeks and you get to listen to it every two weeks. That's what I'd love. Now, I don't know about the format. I don't know if I should just release content every two weeks just for the hell of it and just talk and blab away. I don't know that I'm that interesting or have enough to talk about that you would be interested in hearing. I can talk. I can sit on my couch and like turn blue in the face and just like talk about opinions and worldviews and and be correct about everything, you know? (laughs) I can do that. I just don't know that that is something that everyone wants to hear and I don't know that that is necessarily also the type of content that I want to put out into the world. So I would prefer a format where, yeah, I touch base, talk about myself for a little bit, but then get into an interview, get into a discussion with someone else because I find that that is way more interesting. That Those are the type of podcasts that I tend to listen to and that I like. So I want to put something out that I like and that I'm proud of. And if that connects with you, awesome. If something else comes up or a better idea or someone says something that resonates with me and I decide in my heart of hearts, hey, maybe that's how the format should be. Or hey, maybe that's an art form that I should pursue. Then I'll do it, whether it's this podcast or something else. Lastly, there is, um, before I forget, uh, the, the rehearsals with the band are starting back up. My work schedule is changing. We have a new album out with Spoken in Tongues. So there is a lot coming up this year, slowly but surely, my calendar is filling up for the rest of the year. So it will be one of those things like it was for 2022, where I have to really decide how much time can I commit to this. But I don't want to come to a place where I say that I quit podcasting or I don't do that anymore, or I'm not like, I would love to do it often enough to where it's just kind of a a routine thing somehow. So I'm trying to figure out what that groove looks like, what the routine looks like, what the format looks like. And honestly, that is something that I just have to figure out for myself and stick to it. I hope you can't hear the airplanes going over my house. If you can, newsflash, I moved really close to the Nashville airport. <laughs> it, it, that is another reason why I've also put off putting uh, out the podcast. Sometimes the airplanes can be a bitch. <laughs> um, but, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood. 
Uh, I, they have not been f- like flying over my house a lot lately. I'm kind of on one of the flight paths for the airport. So. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. Let me take a breath and a sip of coffee. Ah, how was that radio silence? Is that too much? I think that's it. I'm going to try and figure out this and see how I can do it. Um, Explore my options and get back to you as soon as possible. I will get back. And that is something that I I am committed to that if anything changes or if there's any updates, even if I never do this again, which I don't think is the case, I will get back. And I will say something. I'm not going to just not speak to it. <laughs> um, I, I, just like with this, like maybe it's 55 weeks later, but I mean, I got back. <laughs> yeah, I, I did get back. I'm back. Hey, just in case, have you heard? Did you know? I'm back. Back, baby. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you're having a great week. Talk to you soon. Toodles. Take care of yourselves. If you need help, you need to reach out. Talk to someone you trust. Do the damn thing. Bye.